And now, Ben Diva, the voice and Reyes. Welcome back to the BDSM show. That's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. As usual, I'm Billy. I'm Devo, and we have a special, special guest with us today. Um, TJ is with us. He is my resident uh, Marvel expert, actually whole comic book universe expert. Um, he's a basketball guy. Our kids actually play basketball together on the weekends. Um, TJ, thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for the invite. I uh, I'm pretty excited. We get to talk a little. Uh, we get to talk a little more about the Marvel Universe. There was a huge announcement. Um, I guess yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see here. We um, basketball's coming up. The uh, All Star Game's coming up. Yep. So we'll we'll get into the All Star Game. We'll get in, we'll talk a little hockey. Um, let's see here. Pitchers and catchers are reporting. I drove past. Uh, Drove past the uh, Legends Field or Steinbrenner Field. Saw the pitchers and catchers out there doing their thing. Um, Marvel movies. We got uh, a, a story that I've specifically spoken with TJ about. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, who would win in a fight? We're going to finish her up. We're going to keep it short this week. Um, I feel like we say that every week. Or we're gonna keep that it we're going to keep week. it short. <laughs> it's going to be 45 minutes this week. And then it ends up being an hour 15 well, we'll see. And also, we have uh, some additional tech interest this week because uh, TJ is uh, is doing it basically from two devices. He's uh, doing Skype on the phone and then recording locally on his uh, tablet. So um, should be fun to to add it up. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a blast. Um, I Jason called me earlier this week about um, hockey. He said I should get into hockey. I told him I canceled cable, so if I did get into hockey, I'd have to uh, buy that center ice package. Yeah. And then if I bought the center ice package, I couldn't be a Lightning fan because those would all be blacked out. Probably. So I was like, well, who's the best Who's the best player in the league right now who's not Sidney Crosby? And because um, I don't, I don't want to be a fan of the best player in the league. I mean, I feel like that's a cheap way to pick a team, but... You don't want to be just a fan gonna... of Sidney Crosby anyway. He's a, a crybaby bitch. Well, and so I said, well, who's the best American player? And so that way when the Olympics roll around, I'd know who to look for. Sure. Because <laughs> that's like the other time that I watch hockey is the Olympics. Yeah. And he's mentioned some name who's escapes me at this point. And he said he played for the Wild. And I thought, there's no team called the Wild. What, is that like an expansion team? Uh, which tells you about how much hockey I watch. He's like, oh, yeah, their expansion, they're about 15 years old. Was he? Was it maybe uh, Zach Parise? Yep, that was it. Yeah, okay. He's, he said that's the best American player, that if I was going to pick a team and that that was the team I should pick if I was going to get center ice so I could watch the games. And I thought long and hard about it, and uh, I'm going to pass. I'm not going to do that. Sure. You should uh, You should root for the Red Wings. Um they're about half of Team Sweden plays for the Red Wings. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I thought, I mentioned, I was like, well, maybe I'll be like a Buffalo Sabres fan. I feel like their goalie was one of the Olympic goalies. And he's like, don't do that. They're the worst team. Yeah, they they traded him last year. 
and uh, <laughs> traded off a bunch of players. Um, it, you could get away with that because no one would accuse you of being a bandwagon fan, you know? <laughs> right. They're, they're a quiet fan base unless they're playing the Lightning. Uh, like they did a few years back, I went to, to a Sabres-Lightning game, and there was Sabres fans everywhere, you know, being their usual super kind Buffalo selves like assholes. So close to Canada, though, you know, like you'd think that you'd get some some politeness that rolls over the uh, Niagara Falls there. Yeah, they're, they're as a fan base, they're not too bad. Um, the, I, I I've never I've never seen them play. My um, my mother in law, um, her husband had season tickets on the glass when they lived there. Nice. I never had a chance to get up there and watch a game, so I was kind of disappointed in that. Yeah, if you can get on the glass, man, that's that's fun stuff because you know everybody gets into it. Guys check them into the boards, and then everybody bangs on the glass like retards. And yeah, I don't know if I would <laughs> feel good like too weird like being a fanboy. Like I'm not going to bang on the glass. I'm probably ten years older than everybody on the ice. Sure, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, you're pushing forty now, so I could see that. <laughs> you know, you can't have like a role model who's younger than you. That's just weird. Yeah, it's weird. Like I, I'm watching sports now, and like. All my favorite college players, and now a lot of my favorite pro players I'm older than. You know? Yeah. I remember looking up to these guys growing up. It's like, holy crap. It makes me feel old that I'm older yeah. than these guys now. Like, if I ran into, like, Tim Tebow, I'm not going to, like, ask for an autograph because I'm, it's just weird to be an older than the person you're like, getting an autograph from. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, TJ's right up there with us. You're I'm, you, I'm, I wanted to tell you both to shut up because I'm probably older than both of you, but whatever. <laughs> so, so I just I'm like, yeah, eh, I don't care about any of you guys. <laughs> when I'm really like, when I come home and I have a five year old who's like, daddy, daddy, LeBron, daddy, daddy, uh, everybody else, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, you know. What's Let funny me tell you about Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan and. <laughs> <laughs> This morning I was getting fit dressed, and um, I was trying to keep his basketball shoes separate from his other shoes. Yeah. And so I brought him out the LeBrons, and I brought him out the Jordans, and I was like, which ones do you want? And I'm like, where are the Jordans? And I'm like trying to push the Jordans on him. Yeah. And he's like, nope. And he goes, I want those. I'm like, the LeBrons, really? I mean, they're nice shoes, but they're not Jordans. But they're he's not like, nope, Jordans. LeBrons. I was like, okay. So well, there it is. There's your generational difference. Yeah, these giants these days, they don't get it. Uh, let's see. You want to get into baseball? Yeah, talk a little more? bit of baseball. Big game James. got uh, He's uh, playing for the Padres now. San Diego. He did yeah. not get the triple-digit uh, $100 million contract he was looking for. Yeah, you know, I was reading it. I say reading. I was briefly skimming through the first three paragraphs of a story. Uh, basically said <laughs> I read he, the headlines. He, uh, he overplayed his hand. Because, I mean, when you think about it, he's he's a strong number two, you know, during the regular season. He, he's, he's number two. Yeah. He's he's a strong second starter. He's going to put up good, strong numbers. His big draw is that he's durable. He's thrown like eight straight seasons of 200-plus innings or something like that. He's like a mid-three mid ERA kind of guy. Uh the thing that was the draw for him is that come postseason time, he's gritty, he's tough, he gets the job done. You know, you can rely on him. That's how he got the name. He's a complete game, too. Yeah, and that's that's how he got the name Big Name James. Is is 
you know, the year they played the Red Sox back and forth all year in 2008 and then played in the ALCS, he came up clutch in just about every big game they played. Fast forward to this last postseason, he got rocked by the Giants in the World Series. And if your calling card is you're pretty good in the regular season, get me to the playoffs and I'm lights out, and you get lit up in the playoffs, he immediately killed his value then. Um, he tried to this this article basically said you know he tried to tie himself into the Max Scherzer and John Lester deals, you know like okay their market once that's set my market will be good to go we'll have a good idea of what I'm going to get, and he expected five years 125 million. Let me tell you what he's not. He's not John Lester because <laughs> he's if he's the ace of the staff. Eh, I he's a good again he's a good second starter I wouldn't make him the ace like if the Red Sox had signed him for what he signed with the Padres I would have been okay with it he was asking for 25 million a year you know that's that's just shy of Kershaw money and Kershaw's big, the best pitcher in the league that's a lot of money, money to commit to a guy that his best value is if you get to the postseason and he actually performs there there's no guarantee you get there. So if you're going to spend that kind of money on a guy, you want him to be the ace, the guy that's going to go out there 30 times and he's going to win you 23 games, 24 games. And the games that he doesn't get the win in, you're going to be in. You know? and, and that's just not James Shields. So you know, I said a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about five years, $125 million, And I said then, he's not getting that. There's no way he's getting that. And once Max Scherzer was off the table for the gigantic money he got with the Nationals, and once Lester was off the table with the Cubs, there's no more market. It's just him. So these teams can slow play him until someone gives All him right. a contract offer where he goes, okay, it's falling fast. I have to take this to maximize what I'm going to get. And Sweat that ended out. up being the Padres. And it, to be fair, the Padres have made a lot of moves this offseason. So, I mean, it's not like he just he took a huge contract for a chump team and going to San Diego, I think will actually make him better because it's a huge ballpark. Yeah. It's a good move. You know, that's, that's the one thing is the NL West has a lot of wide open ballparks. So pitching out there for, you know, probably half of his starts, if not more, it'll do him a lot of good for his stats. So don't be surprised if you see him at the end of the season with, you know, a high two or mid two ERA and people are going, well, this was a steal at four years, 75 million and it's all if Lester or Scherzer signed out there, they'd be you know the best pitchers in the league as well. So I'm, I think he gotcha. found a good situation for himself. And then uh, pitchers and catchers. I was driving by uh, on my way to work. I think it was this morning. Saw him out there uh, throwing throwing it around, whipping the ball around the yard uh, over at uh, the Yankees training complex. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good time of year. Uh, Red Sox. Uh, I don't know if I saw it on Twitter or on Facebook. A couple days ago, they've got the clubhouse set for the players to get in. And, and uh, I don't know if truck day's already passed. If, if not, it's coming up quick and, and pretty soon here. You know, Next thing you know, the next week or two, they'll be playing preseason games, and and away we go. So. I got you. Well, and I'm ready for some more sports. And guess what? What do we have right now? Just basketball, right? Yes. And hockey. Sorry. I mean, and hockey. Leave you out, Canada. Sure. Um, <laughs> basketball uh, All-Star game is coming. TJ told me that today. That was actually news to me. 
I uh, <laughs> not much of a. I really have tunnel vision when it comes to sports. Yeah. Um, and I I feel like I should open my eyes a little bit and watch some of these other sports. Um, and I, you know, I got to watch them during the playoffs. I, but uh, the All Star Game for basketball is always fun. There's always like the three point contest and uh, you know the dunk contest. Although the dunk contest is waned in popularity, I think it's they're kind of coming up on uh, creative blocks. You know, um, TJ, you're you're the basketball aficionado. What um, well, what what did you, what's your favorite part of the All Star Week or All Star Break? Wait, I'm the aficionado of the group, correct? Not of all-time basketball. Probably. <laughs> yes. It's a lot of pressure, so I hope you can live up to it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what is my favorite part of the... Um, yeah, the all-star celebra- celebrations. Um, The dunk contest is... is, is let, me, let me put it this way. It has lost a lot of its luster. Mm-hmm. Um, because nowadays guys have like so many seconds to get a dunk off. So if you're quick enough, you can do like 18 attempts in the allotted amount of time. So yeah, it, it does lose some of its luster where before you had two attempts, if you didn't get it, oh well, you were out. So yeah, the dunk content is still pretty good. You know what my favorite part is? My favorite part is where they get the, um, they have four teams. Usually it's the city where the All-Star game is and then three other teams. And they do a WNBA player, a current NBA player, and a historic NBA player. And they do like, you have to do like five or six different things. So you have to do a layup, a shot from the key, two three-point shots, and then the first person to hit a half-court shot. It's fun because you'll see people like Robert Ory and and old school players like Kevin Johnson. Well, old school for me. Kevin Johnson. <laughs> Kevin Johnson, who was the mayor of Phoenix for a while. Kevin Johnson and Robert Ory and and um, who else? Um, Rick Fox and Rick Fox and and um, Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith will even come out. So you see people like this coming and helping and taking shots. Uh, I think Rick Smiths came out. Oh wait, Rick Smiths has left us. Oh, miss you, Rick. I miss you, Rick. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, I I I'm like two people removed from Rick Smith, so I threw his name out. Sorry. Um, no, I'm not sorry, but yeah. um, but you have that, and that to me is fun because you, it reminds me really of a Harlem Globetrotter game. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh man, with the Washington Generals ever win, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's fun to see that happen. Oh, they they did it in like a minute and four seconds. Um, oh, they're at 32 seconds and they're already at half court shot. Will they make it 35, 44, um, five, uh, 56 seconds, a minute and one? Will they make it? So that is like the, oh, it's the clock is ticking. The dunk contest is still fun, but... It doesn't seem like it has the star power that it used to have. Because everybody's so... Okay. So everybody's so... They're they're afraid that they won't... Like LeBron should be in the dunk contest every year. Yeah. Jordan got in it, but LeBron won't. 
I think he's worried about his image. If he doesn't win it, what does it say exactly, about him? Exactly. Exactly. That that's that's the problem. Like if he gets beat by some nineteen year old. Yeah. Because if you if you go back historically, the best dunkers in the eighties and nineties, early nineties, late eighties, the best dunkers, there were two premier dunkers that in the dunk contest would just T- crush it. Tell and me anybody, Dominique. Anybody can challenge me. That's number one. Dominique Wilkins was number one. And number two was Spud Webb. Absolutely. No, Michael Jordan. That's what I was thinking. I can't give it to Mike. And here's why. Let me tell you. Mike was a – Mike, Michael Jordan is the preeminent basketball – they need to take Jerry West's logo off of the NBA and put the (laughs) Jordan logo. I'm serious. I agree. They need to take it off and replace it with Jordan. Bottom line. But when it comes to, like, dunking, um, no. Dominique Wilkins was he, – he would crush everyone. Like, there were, like, two dunk contests that Dominique was in that he should have won and he got gypped. Spud Webb should be up there because Spud was, like – Spud was listed as 5'7". Spud Webb was, like, 5'5". Five five. Yeah. I'm 5'5". Five five. He was basically I, tall like a sixth grader. Exactly. I can <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Anyway, I can jump and I can I can grab a rim. I can grab a basketball rim. I can't do that with a basketball in my hand. So for Spud Webb to jump and dunk a basketball at five five, five six, maybe I'll give him five six. That's that's unprecedented. The only yeah. other person who I know is Nate Robinson. Yeah. Nate Robinson and Spud Webb can dunk dunk the basketball. And Nate was great. Nate was a great Nate, I mean, won three dunk contests. Three. Yeah, I was three. I was actually gonna mention him when we were talking about why, you know, the dunk contest has kind of lost its luster. I think the year it kind of wore off on me was the year that they they didn't have a timer. They just went till they knocked down a dunk. And Exactly. I don't remember if it was Nate Robinson or whoever he was going up against, but they got like 30 tries to, yep. to try his final dunk. And he ended up winning after making the 30th try. Like, how does that yep. happen? Because he's so small. He's small. <laughs> and, and I'll just have to say, he's small. So the, it's, it's a, it's a like wow factor. It's yeah. Like the sensationalism is like, Oh, this little guy can dunk. Oh, amazing. No, no, it, it's lost it. And and maybe for the three of us, because I'm going to put you guys up as old as I am, whatever. Maybe uh-huh. for the three of us, it's the people that we saw in the dunk contest. Like I saw recently Cedric Sabalos won one dunk contest. And, and he was a judge for the dunk contest. He was sitting next to Michael Jordan, Iceman, George Gervin, and Dominique. And it was Cedric Sabalos. Why? <laughs> Why is Cedric Sabalos on this? He, yeah. Really? You put that's the caliber of judges you want right now. No. Yeah. So I see Jordan, I see Dominique, I see Dr. J, I see all of these people, and I'm like, man. If I, and I, I never, I, I knew Dr. J historically. Like he was the man when I was born. So going back to watch him. I mean, no. If I see these guys as judges, for me, 
to see what's happening. The the last the okay. The person that has that was the best dunker in a dunk contest, there were two and they were cousins. Um Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter. And Vince Carter. After that, there have, have it's over. I the feel dunk like contest, yeah. dunk contest was done after those two. Yeah, I feel like Vince Carter was the last great dunker. Yep. And I, I feel and like Tracy was, was good. Tracy was good, but Vince yeah. was just the last dunk because contest. Oh. He dunked with an attitude. That's that's the thing with Vince. And I remember, you know, when he came out and he posterized that Lithuanian dude or wherever the hell he was from, Greece and or whatever. And jumped over his head? Yes. Everybody was like, you know, oh, he's the next Jordan. This is when we were so, like, pining for the next Jordan. And it's like, don't even do that to him, man. Don't don't put that on him. He's he's a different player. But he was, I think he was the last great dunker. As far as, you know, dunk contests and things like that go, I, I feel like he was the last great one. So that is always like Blake Griffin. Did he ever win a dunk contest? Yes, he did. When he God. jumped over the Kia, but he jumped yeah. over the hood. And now that was a good one. He jumped over the hood. Um, um, what's his name? Who was who was a great point guard, but he's not playing anymore, and that's why I don't remember his name. Threw the lob to him, and then Kenny the Jet Smith commentated the whole thing. Yeah, Blake was good, and he, he throws it right. so hard. I think that's 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 where he gets. He's over almost overrated. I don't want to say he's overrated as a dunker because he's put a lot of people on posters, but I think. I, I wouldn't put him up with Vince Carter because there was a lot of skill to what Vince Carter did, and I feel like Blake Griffin, the force behind his dunks, what makes him so popular is how hard he slams it. You know, like okay. there's, there's there's not a lot of finesse. It's like a savage. Yes. Okay. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. In case this ever, in case this comes up again in this podcast, uh-huh. or if I'm invited back to others, who knows? Um. Charles Barkley, this is the only time I will agree with him. When Blake Griffin per- first came into the league, Charles Barkley said, you know, he is an amazing athlete. Yeah. He sucks at a, as a basketball player. Yeah. That was a true statement. That was very true. Blake is evolving as a basketball player. He's beginning to get his mid-range shot. He's expanding out, three-point line. He He's learning how to, oh, if I get the ball, I need to dish it out. Blake is evolving as a basketball player, but he is yeah. a great athlete. So all of that strength, that power, that him muscling it down, that's just his athleticism. Not yeah. so much that he's a good basketball player. He is evolving into that, yes. Yep. But... When he first came in and all of that, like, uh, power, that was just, um, that, that, that was like, okay, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. <laughs> exactly. If you gave Bo exactly. Jackson a basketball, he would go and dominate. He, he, could be a, he could be in the NBA right now, Bo Jackson with the basketball. Well, at his prime, let me put right. it that way. Yeah. Like a Herschel Walker kind and of thing. Exactly. I read a piece, too, the other day that, that Blake Griffin, that's, that's what he says. He spent the last, you know, three off-seasons or whatever – just honing his jumper because he, as he said, you know, at some point you won't be able to rely on just pure athleticism anymore. And there's, there's gotta be something more to your game than just being a freak athlete. Uh, so he said, you know, he's put up probably a thousand shots, you know, a day over the last couple of seasons, uh, you know, just building a shot. 
So, uh, I I also like Blake Griffin because I read a story that he slapped Justin Bieber, <laughs> and so that puts him up there for me as well. Like you know, that's the thing. It's the little things off the court <laughs> that also help. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get into some finals talk now. Um, Billy, I want to start with you. Um, who do you have going to the finals, and who do you have winning? Well, uh, for me, the West comes down to Golden State, who seems to be just running things, uh, and San Antonio, who I haven't looked at the standings. Honestly, I haven't really been into basketball as much this year just yet, uh, but I feel like the Spurs are one of those teams, as long as Popovich is around and Duncan's around, you just you can't rule them out until they're knocked out. So... I think I'm going to go with San Antonio just based on, you know, it, the the experience. And I'm pretty sure it's an odd year, and they're usually pretty good to win in the odd <laughs> years. Uh, as far as the East, um, it I think it comes down to the Hawks and the Cavs. It's how much LeBron can keep everybody together and push the machine. The Hawks, I'm not sold on the Hawks. I, I know they're leading the East by, like, a lot. But, you know, I just, I, I'm not sold until they get to the postseason and you don't have to go through a rugged test. I think they're better better battle-tested teams. So I think I'll go with the Cavs. How about you, TJ? What do you got? All right. As far as playoffs go, let's do the playoffs. Um, In the East... Uh, teams in the East. Eh, I see the. Keep an eye out on um, Detroit. Keep an eye out on Detroit. Keep an eye out on Philly. Um. Uh, the Bulls definitely. Uh. But. I'm going to go with Billy. I think my two teams out of the East. Well, I think my two teams out of the East will be um uh the 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 Cavs definitely because you cannot you can't rule out LeBron. Exactly. I mean, let's be let's 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 be real. You can put me, Charles Xavier and LeBron <laughs> on a team. We we're going to the play- playoffs. Yep. I'm five five. Charles Xavier can't even walk, and then LeBron. We're going to the finals. So <laughs> that's true. So shut up, Devin. So um, out of the <laughs> East, um, yeah, I picked the. And here here's my thing with the Hawks. Um, I love Miami. Um, I'm an Orlando fan, but I love Miami. I'm a Florida boy, I guess you could say. Yep. But Miami is going to make the playoffs. But realistically, I mean, the powerhouses in the East that you thought would be there, everybody thought the finals in the East would be um, Indiana and um, Cleveland, really. And Indiana's falling off. <laughs> with I don't the, know what with the loss, there. with, well, uh, well, with the loss of. Um, of um, Paul George when he got hurt. Oh, yeah, that's Indiana. true. 
Yeah, when Paul George got hurt, that was it for Indiana. Yeah, I forgot um, he snapped his leg. Yep, and Roy Hibbert, uh, he's like... Roy Hibbert is like a fireman. He's like three days on, four days off. So yeah. he'll give you three good games <laughs> and then four games where he sucks. So he's a fireman in Indiana. Um... So your top picks out of the East right now, bold prediction, um, Cleveland, Atlanta in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'll give the edge to Cleveland. Out of the West, man, there are a lot of teams in the West. Yeah. There are so many teams in the West that could win it. I mean, I like Golden State with the smack. Smash Brothers in Golden State. I mean, in the um, the Clippers do not sleep on the Clippers. They could they could pull it out. They have a lot of. Um, you know why I like the Clippers? I'm gonna tell you. The Clippers are probably my team. No, not just Blake. You know who? Oh well, yeah, Blake. Blake is like the the third coming of LeBron James after um, um, KD. Um, yep. But but really, you know who's the underdog over there or the person that you don't really pay attention to remember this name DeAndre Jordan if He's I were to sleeper, pick an, huh? if I were to pick an MVP player in the NBA today it would be DeAndre Jordan here's why when you look at defense DeAndre Jordan leads the league in rebounds he is number two in block shots And when you look at offense, he has the highest field goal percentage. Sure, he doesn't take a lot of shots, and sure, most of his shots are dunks, but he leads the league in field goal percentage. He leads the league in rebounds. He's number two in the league in block shots. So on the defensive side, he's killing it for you. On the offensive side, he's your go-to man. Yeah. I mean, if if I were to pick an, an MVP... It'd be him because the, the person that has the most points, like the offensive leader, I think, is um, James Harden. And then it's, it's between James Harden and LeBron James. They're right behind each other. Um, but offensive leaders, that, that as far as points go, points scored, those two. But forget the points scored. Give me a person that's going to be consistent. If that means that I need an assist leader who's going to dish the ball to him, guess what? I'll do that. Uh-oh. I just thought about it. The the number three person with assist is Chris Paul. Guess who yeah. who's Chris Paul's teammate? DeAndre Jordan. I yep. mean, so if if Chris Paul dishes the ball ten times a game, almost ten times a game, if five of those go to DeAndre Jordan, that's ten points. He's guaranteed to hit those ten because they're probably dunks. Then he's gonna rebound 13, 14 times a game. Then he's going to block like almost three blocks a game. I mean, MVP, DeAndre Jordan. But nobody looks at all of these. Everybody looks at highlights and and this, that, and the other. MVP of the league right now, all-star break, DeAndre Jordan. Okay. So so because of that, out of the West, oh, no, I said a lot. Out of the West, I say the, the Clippers are a sleeper team. Okay. I like Billy's pick with the um, Spurs, but I'm going to go completely different. I'm going to say Clippers, Golden State, with Golden State edging 
because of the Smash Brothers. Yeah. I, I agree. You. I can see okay. that. You know, like I said, it comes down to San Antonio and, and Golden State for me. In San Antonio, it's really just because of the experience. I yeah. mean, they're a team you just can't rule out until they're you, you You can't write them off until they're dead. You cannot. So, and, but, and the only reason I say that is because I, I think the only reason I put Golden State above them right now is because of Steph Curry. And Steph Curry's Steph Curry has been there, and then really his dad, his dad is going to, going to um, I believe that every year that Steph Curry's in the league, his dad is coaching him, giving him some 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 tutelage. His dad has an NBA championship. Yep. I I think I think that Golden State is getting closer to as long as Steph Curry is there. Yeah. Uh, and I say Steph, but I'm sorry, Stephen. His name is Stephen Stephen Curry. As long as he's with Golden State, they're they are emerging as the team from the um, West. Yeah, and I feel like they're a team that's it's kind of been building to this point year by year. You know, the one year they made the first round and it was all exciting and all that stuff, and then last year, you know, they they went down swinging, and I feel like it's just something they've they've built up and built up and built up to get to this point, and now it's like you're here. What are you going to do with it? You just described my whole college career. <laughs> <laughs> now what do I do? Um, how about you guys want to? You guys want to get out of some sports and get into some movies? Sure, let's do it. How about some Marvel yeah. movies? Um, Sony finally released that they are going to allow uh, Spider-Man to be a part of the Avengers universe, the Marvel cinematic universe yep so that's uh that's huge yeah Um, and the big thing the big thing from that too is not just that he's going to be in marvel's movies but that the standalone spider-man movies following his introduction into that universe are going to be like co-produced by marvel it's not going to just go back to sony and they do what they want marvel's going to have a hand in that so i he will be in their movies, but his standalone movies will also be tied into those and worked into the universe. And you'll also have the possibility of characters like Captain America or Iron Man or or whoever showing up could in make one of his an, movies. Yeah, could make an appearance in in the Spider Man movies. And the thing, it just makes too much sense. It makes too much sense for everybody. I think he's the highest grossing single character that Marvel has. You know, he, it, that's a billion-dollar character well, as far and, as the movies have gone. And, and you know, Sony's had this whole problem for the last couple of months with, with being hacked and all this information going out, and they've had nothing but bad PR for, you know, two strong months. This is a chance to redeem that. This is a chance to make up for that because Sony's trending down. Why would you not split the cost with Marvel and make billions of dollars for everybody? Yeah, get your piece of the pie. I mean... The Avengers are printing money at this point. Exactly. So Marvel you, does what they want, and Marvel cashes in on everything. Everything. Guardians of the Galaxy, nobody in the world knew who they were except for comic fans, and they did almost a billion dollars. So, and my I mean, wife Marvel's loves gold. Movie. Marvel is King Midas at this point. Everything they touch is gold. Do you think? Do you guys think it's too late to get a Spider-Man Easter egg 
onto the end of the credits for Age of Ultron? Oh, that's a good question. It's I too do late. think it is. Because I, I think at this point they're in complete post-production. It's all geared towards it's getting all it out up. in May. Yeah. You know, you don't have to show Peter Parker's face. You could just CG any, you know, any like really subtle, you know, maybe just even a spider crawling across the screen. And that's it. Bang. And, you know, put the lights on. Well, and and the thing, too, is they don't necessarily have to work him into this, you know, of Ultron, Age of Ultron, because they've got several other movies coming up before Civil War comes out. So they could do it on, on the back end of one of those to kind of tease him into Civil War. And they could use him to kind of bolster uh, some of the minor Avengers, you know, ones that maybe aren't as popular yet. Um like who do we have coming? Like Ant Man, and Black Panther, and who else has got standalone movies coming up? I I know they have another Thor movie coming out. Oh, I don't that's know right. if that's before or after Captain America. I want to say it's after. I, I'm looking through my notes here to see if I have it written down somewhere. I know well, I wrote it down somewhere. And then another good good idea or possibility is you know um, what in March they're going to bring back. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. So, who's to say that they can't tease him in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I'm sure... That's true, they could sure bring all him up there. Yeah, I'm sure all of those episodes haven't been completed or finalized. Yeah, they can scrap a, an hour-long episode. Yeah, and have something and happen... in a Peter Parker angle. Right. and or Or just have Uncle Ben... Somewhere in there, or Aunt May. I like it. Aunt May walk across the screen. And, I like it. And and yeah, sure. just and a bunch of spiders crawl out or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like just like really like subliminal spider messages. Sure. Yeah, just, I could see where they could do something like that. Like a spider web, or you know, have Tony Stark walk into a spider web and freak out or something. You know, like that would be too funny. I think as far as that's concerned, as far as the show, I don't know that they would they would completely scrap or reshoot an episode to to work Spider-Man in only because the first season the show seemed kind of discombobulated and I think they lost a lot of people like that and they're starting to get them back because there's there's a plan there's an end goal it's all tied together again it all makes sense post Thor 2 um you know towards the middle of season 1 they kind of all tied it together so I don't know that they would you know necessarily scrap too much uh, even like half an episode, but I could see them teasing, you know, at the end of the season or something on on the um, probably the season finale or something like that, where you know coming up next season and then somehow tease that exactly, there. exactly, or uh, um, subliminal message from TJ. They could even bring in Spider Woman because I have her first appearance in the comic book. And um, <laughs> I'm trying to sell it. And um, you know, <laughs> tie that in. message me if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, anyone. <laughs> and tie that into you know bringing Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Uh, even though I don't care about him because I don't have his number. Actually, I do have a number one of Spider-Man, Todd McFarlane. Um, but you know, just bring any random character in. Just saying. Sure. Yeah. Now, um, TJ, I'm gonna. You are a you collect. You're a collector of the books. As as well as the uh, the rumor mill, right? You see, you you. How many comic books would you say you own right now? Currently, like today, if I went Current, to the secret closet, your 
catalog, <laughs> your catalog right now, you crack open the banker's box and you're counting them all up. How many? Where are you at? Um, probably about close to seventeen hundred, two thousand books. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're whistling. That how, that sucks compared to how my many, original collection. Yeah. So how wow. about before? Uh, you know, like kind of like uh, <laughs> before time. the sell-off. Where were you at? Oh, I had well over um eight thousand books. Wow. At one point. Wow. And um, how many, when did you start, when did you buy your first book? My first book I bought in, uh, wait, well, I should have broken it out. In like 1990, my first book I brought in, bought in 1991 maybe. And it was a Robin comic book. That comic book was, um. An Eclipse book. It was a crossover between Batman and all of his books. And, um, yeah, I went to a grocery store with my grandmother and my mom, and I hated going with them. And so when they would go shopping, I would go to the magazine section. And my That's sister, naturally. Yeah. And my sister had just graduated and gone to college, and I had gotten into this whole fixation about drawing, and I became a little somewhat of an artist <laughs> yeah okay uh, so I started drawing and so I got this comic book and there was a picture in there of Batman with his cape flying and so I drew that entire landscape and then after that um, Fox decided to hey let's put out this um, great comic book cartoon called the X-Men and so I got oh it was one of my favorites wasn't it that was one of like one of the best comic book cartoons ever so I got hooked so I said oh who are these X-Men so I remember buying X-Men issue 11 with all of the guys all, everybody on there Storm was the leader and I'm like who is Storm who are these folks oh they're in the cartoon wait a minute who is Cyclops and these other folks they're not on this team so I went and found um, Uncanny X-Men and it was in the 200's 280's 290's so I started going backwards and then started going collecting the current issues and going backwards. Um, so X-Men and Batman really got me hooked. So I said, X-Men, all right, there are a bunch of these guys. Who's my favorite character? Oh, who is this guy? His name is Wolverine. He's only five foot three and he talks a lot of trash. So he's short <laughs> and he talks crap to everybody. <laughs> Hey, that's me. So that's that's my favorite X Men character, and then okay. Batman because I had seen the Batman movies with you know the Tim Burton movies. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, those first two were great. Michael Keaton was fantastic. Michael Keaton was an amazing Batman. Yep. Um, so Batman and Wolverine became my favorite characters. So that's how I got into comics. And so. 1990 was the 91 yep the first uh that was the first book and that was that was the the beginning of the end that was the beginning of the end <laughs> and you still even today like you still go and check out the new releases and see what's good and absolutely um i go to comic book awesome. shops now because bring the boy oh yeah the boy loves it he um five-year-old 
we walk into a comic shop. He's like, Daddy, Daddy, look, look, there's this, there's that. Oh, my God, what's happening? Yeah, son, let me sit you down and talk to you about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like a grandpa with a five-year-old, but whatever. So we have we enjoy it. Um, Spider-Man is his favorite character. I'm not a Spider-Man fan, but, you know, we... we I, I collect a lot of Spider-Man now for his sake, you know. So I do That's current good, yeah. and old Spider-Man. And like I said, sure. I, before I mentioned um, Todd McFarlane, creator of Spawn, starter of Image Comics with Jim Lee. Um, I have, when he wrote Marvel Comics or when he did Marvel, I do have his Spider-Man run, the first, like, so many issues. Again, if... For sale, if anyone's listening. And want <laughs> um, now, um, yeah. Of your seventeen hundred books right now, I I know this story because we chit chat every once in a while. Um, which one is your absolute favorite? Never going to sell it. It's going to stay in the safe forever. Well, never going to sell it is going to stay in the safe forever. Yeah, like it's it's not worth money to you. It's right. worth, uh, I don't know, nostalgia. Okay. So with that, it will be um, the first volume of Wolverine, issue number 124. That's the one. That That's the story I'm looking for. Yes. Now, if you will, TJ, explain why that specific book is so valuable to you. All right. Um... <laughs> Back in it's a great the, story, by the way. <laughs> okay, so back in the late 90s, so I'll say like in between 90s, some, somewhere in between 96 and 99, 6, 7, 8, 9, somewhere in between those four years, um, Wolverine came out in the 80s. Well, his original series came out in the 80s. So issue 124 came out and... If you go back and look at the back of every Marvel comic, they have this section where, depending on what comic book it is, they will have they will cater the name of their section where you can write in. So, Wolverine's was the cutting edge, you know, Wolverine claws naturally. Cuts. Okay, thank you. So the cutting edge. Um, in there, I decided, hey, a college student. Freshman, sophomore, junior at FAM, uh, Florida A&M, Florida Ag- Agricultural and Mechanical University. I just have to get that plug, too. Um, <laughs> college student decided 1819. Actually, I can, I can tell you it was 1997, 98, somewhere in there. Decided to write to Marvel Comics. The dumbest letter, like, in all of everything I've ever written in my life. <laughs> this was the worst thing I have ever written and not gone back and grammar checked or anything. The worst. Marvel Comics published that in issue 124 of Wolverine 124. Nice. And it's published. And so anybody that finds that comic book and that gets it, they will see an, uh, a letter from, the name says Fresh Tiny. And, and let me let me make sure I explain Fresh Tiny. <laughs> uh, at Florida A&M, there was a dance group. I was in the group. When I first joined, 
I was the shortest person in the group, so they called me tiny. But um, I had an afro. If you see me now, you wouldn't believe it. Had an afro, very neatly, like my edge, everything was neatly trimmed, and the way I dressed was very, you know, as a well kept as a freshman or a sophomore. To see someone like me, it was like wow, fro neat, everything was neatly. I, I, I carried myself very well, so I was fresh the way I dressed, and I was small, smallest guy in the group, so I was tiny, so fresh tiny. So I sent my letter in. So you'll see fresh tiny at AOL. Ha! AOL. AOL.com. <laughs> so, uh, let you know how old I am. That's why I told you two off about being old. Anyway. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I remember America Online. Yeah, yeah. So that's where it came from. But my that issue, as a matter of fact, if I can ever find um, – Wolverine number 124 Captain America is on the cover it's Captain America and Wolverine if I can find more of those issues I will get as many as I can I will never sure. never sell that issue makes sense that, you're publishing the comics I get it yeah exactly. that's a big deal that's all you gotta tell people so how does it go down like when you go and you're just like uh, you know checking out the, the, the comic book shop you grab issue 124 and you're just flipping around do they tell you that that's the issue it's going to be in, or do you flip to the back and say, "Holy smokes"? Well, you just flip to it because I knew I, so, I knew I wrote to the comic, and you never know when it's going to appear. And I was hoping to get an issue one twenty five because it's an anniversary issue, but I made one twenty four, so I'm I'm okay with both of those issues. I <laughs> I, I have the anniversary issue, but one twenty four is the issue that I that. Hey, I'm in that. Me, I, I have it. My, 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 everything that I wrote to Marvel Comics was published in this issue. That's awesome. Very cool. Now, um, which one of your books, if you were going to, um, uh, if you were going to sell the most expensive book, would I mean, could you buy basically? You buy them like stocks, right? You buy them cheap and you sell them high. Exactly. Um. And sometimes you modify them, right? Um, yes. So let's say you found one, and you do your thing. What um, what's what do you think would be the most valuable, like to a collector, like an outside collector with no emotional attachment? Okay, good question. The to a, a collector, no emotional attachment that I have is right, probably right. the Incredible Hulk, Incredible Hulk issue one eighty one. And that issue is the first full story. I keep talking about this character, but this is the first full story of Wolverine. Wolverine appears in Incredible Hulk issue 180, and it's, he's on the last page. Um, and it's just a cameo of him jumping out. That issue could sell in its prime for about, like, if it's 9.9. Um, like near mint, it could sell for over. It could sell close to a thousand bucks. Wow, that's pretty cool. I have an issue of that. It could probably sell more than that, realistically speaking. Um, I have an issue that's at like if nine point nine is near mint, I have a six point oh. Okay, again a plug. Um, 
that <laughs> but my issue is signed by Stan Lee so at some point in the near future Stan Lee is going to retire from signing comic books so <laughs> when he retires everything that he and th- I mean there's a stockpile a catalog of every book every book that he's retired like I have a serial number on the books that he's signed for me so he's going to stop in a, at a certain point. Um, so that book will in, immediately increase in value when he retires from signing. Oh, it'll probably double. At, at least. At least. At least. So um, currently any the first appearance of Wolverine is like maybe close to 1,000. I have the issue where he's in Wolverine's full story and everybody wants that book. It's a lower grade, but it's also signed by Stan Lee. I can get like two grand for that book. So a non-collector or or, or a person who just wants books that's not in the comics, two grand for a comic book right now. And I paid nowhere near that in (laughs) in getting the signature or getting the book. And so... Um, like I'm kind of feeling Billy what TJ will do sometimes if he finds a good deal is um, he'll he'll have him and then he has a connection with a guy who can can do the official grading yeah and get them signed nice so it's it's really it's a neat system the way the whole thing kind of works the way they grade out kind of like you know baseball cards and stuff like that so um, so that's uh, that's that's fantastic um, you guys want to get into who would win in a fight? Sure. sure. Let's get to it. Yep. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's do this. Let, I'm going to go first. I'm going to set the tone here. Okay. Um, and then we'll go TJ and Billy, and we'll just go around until we're done. Okay. Sound good? Sure. So I'll ask the first one, um, who would win in a fight? And this is, um, you know, you can you can set the stage if you need to. Um no holds barred, whatever you want to do. Uh, so my first fight, my first one that came to my mind, uh, two video game characters, um, Ryu versus Ken. So this is some Street Fighter uh, characters. What do you think? Uh, let's, let's start with TJ. What do you think? Who do you think would win that fight? Uh, my first answer is Boo. And here, <laughs> here's why. Um... <laughs> Uh, sorry. Um, no, I'm not sorry. Uh, Ryu would win, and I'm gonna tell you, Ken is my favorite Street Fighter character, favorite character of all. But Ken's move, his 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 like premier move is the um, Ayuken. So, but Ryu has mastered not only that, but the Hurricane Spin. The um, the Hayuken is the dragon uppercut. That's what um, Ken has mastered. Ken masters that. But Ryu has not only mastered that, but the um, spin dragon spin kick, and the um, you know I'm I'm showing, but no one can see me when he throws the energy. <laughs> you ever look? You laugh because you know I'm trying to show it. You you don't even know what I'm saying, but you know I mean the 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 um what is the projectile like? Ayuken, Ayuken. Yeah. Yes, yes. He's mastered it. So, um, Ryu would win. And that. How match. about you, Billy? Who do you got? I agree. Ryu? <laughs> you know, yeah. I always thought it was funny because 
<laughs> yeah, everything everything TJ what said, he said. I'm, I'm the same. Plus one. Yeah. I um Plus I always one. thought it was funny that that they were like when you played they were they had the same moves. <laughs> you know, it was just like And the only thing is huh? that Ken had um fire with some of his. So ooh uh-huh. yeah, you you burn me, but then I get up. <laughs> but if if, <laughs> right. but if Ryu does it, oh man, look how much power I lost. <laughs> right. I'm not on fire, right. but I'm I'm almost dead. <laughs> Who's your first matchup, TJ? Oh, first matchup? Okay, okay. Yeah, who do you got? Huh. Um, this is one from a list that I, I, I read and I was like, hmm, both comic book characters. Um, from different uh, comic book companies. So Green Lantern from DC Comics, and I will specify Green Lantern, in case for those who are listening, uh, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, one of the first Green Lanterns, or the Silver Surfer from Marvel Comics. That's good. I like that. Because they both kind of have the ability to almost do anything. I, I'm going to give the nod to the Green Lantern, and I'll tell you why. He, um, he, he can have help. You know, Silver Surfer is such a loner. Yeah, he's like mm. on his own. Like he really is like a one of a kind. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Green Lantern, um, you know, he's got a. Uh, uh, some pals that could possibly bail him out, like a run-in, you know the the chair. Sure, I like that. So I'll take I'll take Green Lantern. Yeah, I'll go ahead and piggyback off that. I'll, I'll take the Green Lantern. I just think the idea of 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 holding on to that kind of power and just essentially create weapons and and whatever you can think up. Uh, you surely you can think up something to take down Silver Surfer. So. I would go that route. Who you got, TJ? Do I get the way in? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. This, this, I don't know. Okay, I, I'm gonna have to go the opposite with the Silver Surfer, and here's why. Um, yeah, Green Lantern has the power of the the Green Lantern will or the the Green Aura is based on willpower. So as long as I can will myself to fight, I can win. Cool. The Silver Surfer's power is based on cosmic energy and cosmic power. So basically, Silver Surfer is like a star infinity. <laughs> um, I don't. Um, so I would have to give the nod to the Silver Surfer because as much as I can will. Can I will myself to beat like the power of a star or the uh, of an entire solar system? I gotcha. And and, I and 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 that's why I specifically said Hal Jordan. Hal is from Earth. I mean, Hal is a human. I gotcha. We're we're some suckers. <laughs> as strong yeah. as I think I am. Eh. Silver Surfer with the entire cosmos, he may he may outmatch outmatch me. What do you got, Billy? Who's your first matchup? Uh, My first matchup is uh, two Marvel characters. If they were to duke it out, I feel like they have similar uh, core values. Uh, They both want to do what's right. 
I would say Cap versus uh, Captain America versus Black Panther. Ooh. You can go ahead. You can start, TJ, because that way I can just go like, oh, yeah, what TJ said. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to always pick the Black Panther, period. If he ever comes up in anyone else's list, Black Panther wins. And here, okay, do I need to really say why? Because I can, I can just say that and say, you know, because I feel like it. Or I can give you an explanation. Sure, let's hear it. Yeah. Okay. Captain America and Black Panther. In in the third volume, <laughs> see, is, this isn't fair. In the third volume of Black Panther, Captain America, um, there, that that entire first run of that volume was the story of how um, Black Panther and those the nation of Wakanda in Africa came about being. Um, everybody mm-hmm. came. Europe came and tried to overcome them with their. Um, bows and arrows and they were so advanced that they overpowered them then the americans came with their um their their rifles where they put the gunpowder and the pellets in and pack it down and wakanda beat them and every every nation that tried to come against them they were so technologically advanced that they destroyed them so in the 50s our 60s, America decided to send their greatest champion over to talk peace with them. So they sent Captain America. Well, Captain America went and uh, Wakanda sent their greatest champion, which was the Black Panther. They tried to talk it out, um, and then Captain America basically pissed Black Panther off. He said, get out of my country. Captain America wouldn't. They started a fight. Black Panther whooped Captain America. So, based in comic book lore, Captain America cannot, or he did not. He lost. Black Panther whooped him. Uh, now, yes, the uh, the shield is is from the metal that they um, that they that they're on, right? Correct. Um, um, the metal. One of the vibranium. The reason that Wakanda is such a rich country is because of the metal vibranium, and Captain America's shield is made out of that. So this is kind of and and Black Panther is slated to have his own movie, right? He is, yes. and it did get pushed back um, to one slot because of these because of the whole Spider Man Marvel Sony thing. So Spider Man is going to get a, a movie. Spider Man is going to go into in the place of Thor's third movie. Thor is going to yeah. move back and, and everything push there Black got moved Panther back. back. Yeah, Black Panther moves back and so on. Okay. Um what TJ said. So, uh, <laughs> but in addition, in addition, I I do believe that and I hate to say this, but Black and well, actually I won't say it because I am going to throw it out a little bit later. So I will pause. <laughs> okay, okay. Um my and mine's kind of along the lines of Captain America. How about uh, Chris Pratt versus Chris Evans. Billy, okay. I defer to you. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll take uh I'll take the bait. Um, <laughs> I've mentioned before I have a, a, a Chris Pratt's kind of my main crush, so um, <laughs> I'll take him just based on that. 
Uh, Chris Pratt. Okay. I, I feel Seems like, like they're, a brawler. they're two stand-up dudes. Here's the thing about Chris Evans that I didn't realize. Number one, I didn't know he was from New England until they made that Super Bowl bet. And then I find out that he's got like a wicked hard Boston accent. He was at the NFL Awards show, and he was presenting something, and he was talking, and I'm like, what the hell is this, man? I didn't know this dude had this <laughs> wicked hard Boston accent up there. Parking his car like in the parking Wahlberg. lot. I'm like, what the hell is that? But I, I'm a big fan of Chris Pratt uh, from Parks and Rec, uh, Moneyball, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm a big fan of him. So I, I, I'm hard-pressed to go against the New Englander, but I'm going to roll with Chris Pratt. We got TJ. Chris Pratt, the dude, versus Chris Evans, the dude. Uh, uh, I'm going to agree with... Uh everything that was just said and if i can <laughs> add to it uh chris evans was um was um johnny storm in the first fantastic four franchise which sucked so yeah chris pratt has become a legend with um star lord so yeah chris pratt in addition you know, to what gonna... was said <laughs> i i agree with you guys too chris pratt was homeless at one time and i think when you're homeless like it's no holds barred, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I also would say Chris Pratt. My wife would say Chris Evans, but she doesn't cares about stupid Captain America. She's a woman. She doesn't know what she's talking about. And she's not on yeah. this podcast, so boo his. <laughs> yeah, and he's not fighting with his pectoral muscles. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, let's see, TJ. What's your second matchup? Oh, that gum. Okay. Second matchup is going to be since we've. Uh, kind of hinted toward this Black Panther versus Batman that's a great matchup because Black Panther's a tech guy right like he fights with a lot of technology I know what you're get. I know what you would say I'm going to say I'm going to go ahead and dive on this one I'm going to take Black Panther because I feel like I feel like uh, Batman is I don't know. I just I would take the Black Panther. I think there's a lot more natural ability there than uh, Bruce Wayne. So I'm going to go ahead and take Black uh, Panther. I think if it was um, if they're at the superhero bar and uh, Batman steps on Black Panther's foot, <laughs> you know, and it's about to go down, <laughs> I would give the nod to uh, Black Panther. Okay, um, but if Batman is sitting in the corner sulking because Black Panther is talking to uh, Vicky Vale the whole night, um, I think I would give the nod to Batman with a with a sucker punch. See, I don't know that he could he could sucker punch Black Panther though. You think he could pull it off? I think I think the instincts are there. He'd feel them coming. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, awesome. Um, and what about you, uh, TJ? I know you're going to say Black Panther. Well, yes, I am. <laughs> but <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, Bruce Wayne is... Well, and here's the problem I have. Black Panther is the Bruce Wayne uh, and the Batman of Marvel, which sucks to have to say that. But if you look at it, comparatively speaking, Batman... Uh, rough childhood black panther actually had a rough childhood 
his parents or his father died and he had to become the king. Bruce Wayne um, had to oh, travel to learn how to fight. Black Panther didn't go anywhere. He had his parents and, and his countrymen to teach him. Um, Bruce Wayne is a quadrillionaire. Black Panther is a quadrillionaire with the vibranium and everything. Yep. I mean, if 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 it came down to it, if it came down to skill set as far as like who's the better combatant, Batman has traveled the world to learn fighting styles, so he may have the advantage there because Black Panther is just where he is. But when it comes down to let's be realistic, both of these guys are human who deal with people who are who have suits of armor and gods and and supermen and all of this when it comes down to it they're just men so it takes their technology and their knowledge and their skill set batman may be the greatest detective but black panther is the is the greatest strategist he he looks at everything so when it comes down to what they have i give the nod to black panther because his family, his his lineage have, has been doing this a lot longer than the Waynes. Because if you look at it, Bruce Wayne has been doing this from Batman up until now. The Black Panther's lineage has been doing this for decades, centuries. So you have to give it to Black Panther. I like that. That's a good, that's a good rationale. The, the logic checks out. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, uh, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and give mine number two here, uh, and like I said, you know, pre-show, this is one. It's kind of a repeat of something we've we've done before, and who would win in a fight? But I feel like with the Marvel theme here, and with another voice here chipping in, uh, comic book aficionado, uh, I feel like it'd be good to get another viewpoint. And uh, it's Iron Man versus Captain America, especially since now we're going to see this in movie form. Uh, Let's uh let's hear it. Devin. <laughs> All right, I'll go first since mine'll be short and sweet. <laughs> um I I gotta say Cap uh, not Captain America, uh Tony Stark and uh the suit of armor uh would prevail. I feel like Stark is smart enough and the suit is strong enough um that they could take down the cap. Okay, good. Good. Good answer, because I'm going the complete opposite. <laughs> I say, coming. And mine will be short and sweet also I say Captain America because um, Cap is, is a strategist so he would anticipate everything that, that um, Tony would, would bring at him Tony's, Tony would rely too much on his suit of armor he would exactly. say okay suit power up do this, do that, and Captain America would say, okay, I'm going to have a slingshot and and a bear trap. And when Tony <laughs> nice. comes this way, and, and wait, and the bear trap isn't going to be on the ground, it's going to fall out of the sky when I, when I do, like, the clapper. Captain America would have a clapper <laughs> plugged into a generator and go, clap, clap, the bear trap would fall off, snag the mask off of his head, and he'd throw the shield and knock Tony out. Game over. <laughs> Just put him to sleep. Game over. Done. I like it. I, I'm I'm with you on that one. I think uh, Captain America, when it comes down to a fight, he's a better soldier. Uh, like you said, a better strategist. I think uh, Tony Stark, if he doesn't have his, his suit of armor, what is he? 
you know, he's he's just a guy who's got money. So, you know, I think and he kept, he's a genius too. Well, yeah, but he's a guy. He's a guy who's ah. smart and has a lot of money. But take away the suit, he—that's all he is. Cap is is a smart dude. He's a strategist, and he's not relying on a on a suit of body armor. You know, he's relying on his physical skills. And I think when it comes down to it, he'd find a way to neutralize the body armor, the you know, the Iron Man suit, and in a fist fight with Tony Stark and and yeah. Captain America, Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers wins every time. And taking nothing away from Iron Man, um, he is a genius. Like you said, he is a genius. And if I put him up, if I put Tony Stark in a in a battle or a room against Bruce Banner, Reed Richards, Doctor Doom, um, all of the smart Lex Luthor, um, all of the brilliant men of the comic books, Tony can hold his own, and and he might be in the top two. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about overall. So eh. talking about Captain America and a brawl. Correct. And yeah. Okay. So he'd win. Oh, is it my turn? Um, sure. It is. I think, yeah. I think it is my turn. All right. It's about to be a girl fight. <laughs> How about uh, Pepper Pot versus Lois Lane? Wow. Yeah. Um, Billy, I, I yield to you. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see okay. that coming. Okay, Can I take okay. nobody? <laughs> okay, no, you can't. I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> All right, Lois you go first. Lane. I'll, I'll, I'll plus one on the end. Lois Lane. And here's why. Here, here's low. Okay, if I must put some emphasis on it. Lois Lane because I mean who's who's Lois Lane's husband, boyfriend, whatever uh-huh. whatever genre you want to call it. Who's her man? Oh, Clark Kent. Uh, or what is his alter ego? <laughs> Superman. Pepper Potts um sometimes boyfriend is who? Iron Man. Ooh. Su- super versus Iron please okay Lois Lane I got it plus one what if what if it was in <laughs> plus one <laughs> in, what about if it was a sexy pillow fight then then Never the winner is everybody <laughs> then everybody then wins. the winner is the three of us <laughs> <laughs> that's right absolutely congratulations Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> and Amy Adams yes bless your hearts bless your heart um, I would take uh the Pe- the Gwyneth Paltrow incarnation of uh, Pepper Potts, just because she's super hot. Sure. Okay. Plus one. <laughs> Plus one. <laughs> yes. TJ, what do you got? What's your final matchup? Oh, final matchup. I'm going a little. I'm going out. I hope it's the one you told me at work. Wait, which one did I tell you at work? Just say it. Was it Howard versus Squirrel? Oh. Okay, um, bestiality. Oh, I can't believe I even said that. <laughs> oh, 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 I can't believe it. Okay, so I will do that. Howard the Duck. Well, nobody's going to know who this other person is versus Squirrel Girl. Billy, do you know Squirrel Girl? No, and I'm only, only, the only thing I know about Howard the Duck is his 
his uh, spot at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. So you don't and remember the nineteen eighties something movie about Howard the Duck? I was born in the mid eighties, <laughs> so no. It would be on VHS. <laughs> no, I don't think it was ever on DVD. It was never. On DVD. I remember it, and it was hilarious. It was. It was amazing. It came out in eighty six. I was two. <laughs> I'm sorry, you you may not be a bastard. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, that gum. The uh, and and Three, Howard two. the Duck has this amazing ability to travel through time in an egg and and just show up. <laughs> and somehow Benicio del Torres got his hands on him. Yeah. That gum. Okay, okay. So so because of that, I have to scrap that one. But I have an alternate. Okay. I have an alternate. Okay, so here, here, here's my. Um, oh well, you guys, you probably won't even know who this is. Okay, He Man. Oh, I like it so far. Versus Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Um. Oh wow! Wait, 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 and to specify, Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Which means the highest level he ever reached was um, Super Saiyan level two, I think. Okay. Versus the power of Grayskull. Versus I, the power of Grayskull. I know what Dragon Ball Z is. I don't yeah. know specifics. <laughs> I know Super Saiyan is pretty serious business. Who is He Man? <laughs> Shut Wait up! A you don't know who He Man. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I watched. Oh, I, watched I, I almost okay. just hung up. For that reason, I'll take He Man. Only because I'm more familiar with He-Man than I am Dragon Ball Z. I had a lot of friends that were into it, but I never really was. Uh, so I'm going to take He-Man just based on I know him. The power of Grayskull, Zorko. Yeah. To help him out. The green tiger whose name escapes me. Thundercats Ho. The, um, I'll take He-Man wait, and the power of Grayskull. Wait, wait. Did you say the, the cat's name was Ho? No, his name was Battle Cat. No, Battle Cat. Thundercats Ho. That is the same show, right? No, no, Billy. <laughs> no. I don't even know how we're friends. <laughs> I'm busting your chops. I know Thundercats are separate <laughs> from He-Man. Okay. I am going to take He-Man. I had a toy Castle of Grayskull. Uh, nice. it, at the time, felt about three feet tall. It's probably eighteen inches. Nice. Um, so give me, give me He-Man for sure. Okay. okay. And why? You know what I wanted to know is how come. Everyone calls it Dragon Ball Z. When you read it, it's Dragon Balls. I love Dragon well, Balls. No. <laughs> Dragon Balls was when Goku was a little boy. And then when his balls dropped, they were Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it because he was ballsy now. He was Got ballsy. It. Exactly. <laughs> Z. Um, All right. Who do you got, TJ? Um, in that fight? Eh, good call. I would take He-Man because I, you know, had every He-Man, just about every He-Man toy. Although it would be a very close match because Goku is like the man. But He-Man would win. No, he's not the man because He-Man would win. I'm done. Did did you have the the He-Man with the battle damage chest? Yes, I did. Yep, me too. I had that one. Nerds. So awesome. (laughs) <laughs> yes, we were. I think that's actually the first one we've had a consensus on. 
<laughs> we all chose He-Man. That's right. All three picked He-Man. There you go. Yeah. And you know what? If we asked a bunch of 14-year-olds, they'd all pick uh, um, Goku. Of course. Because He-Man who? Yeah. They, see, they would nope. pull that, but they'd be serious. <laughs> That's right. Sad. It's sad we live in that world. All right, Billy, wrap us up. Uh, what do you got? What's my your last, last one? matchup, and this probably be more for TJ. Uh, you know, you, you guys brought up Aquaman before the show. I, I uh, know stuff too. This is a a cross uh, cross comic matchup. Uh, Marvel versus DC. Uh, Aquaman versus I I don't know if it's pronounced Namor, the King of the Sea, King of Atlantis, or whatever for Marvel. It's Namor. Yeah. Namor. Yeah, okay, that guy versus Aquaman. You want to go first, um, Devin, or do you even know who Namor is? Uh, no, that's why I'm picking Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> so you pick Aquaman? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, you lose. No, wait, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Well, okay, let me give you guys the facts. So Namor is the first mutant ever. Namor is a mutant. So, mm-hmm. like, Wolverine, Charles Xavier, all of those. Namor is the first mutant to ever, in comic history, in comic lore, he's the first mutant ever. He's the OG. Uh, yeah, he's the OG of mutants. <laughs> However, Aquaman is the king of Atlantis. And uh, this battle already happened, and Aquaman won. Because Namor, like, physically stronger, like, took Aquaman out, like, beat him down, and then stood there and started talking trash. Um, what Aquaman can do that Namor cannot is Aquaman Guys, keep going. Can... I'm going to take care of my kid. Okay. Aquaman, <laughs> Aquaman can speak with the animals, so he has the... No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, yes, I know that. Yeah. yeah, so Aquaman has that that Namor does not. So when they were fighting, Aquaman, I mean, Namor, fight, 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 beats Aquaman, punches him up out of the water, and Namor is standing over him like, ha, you want to be the king, blah, 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 blah. And while Namor is talking, Aquaman's like, no, 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 no. And this big, great, uh, this big killer whale jumps up and just smashes Namor. Game over. I feel like you're watching that in your head right now. I am. Wait, <laughs> when I did the no, 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 I touched my skull yeah. and then had my fingers waving like no, 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 no. Uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> and um, usually, that's all we got actually this week. I have no idea how long we went because we did have a drop in the middle. So if Billy's any good, you guys won't even be able to tell uh, <laughs> where the drop-off was. Um. So I have no idea how long we went. I'm showing an hour and a half, but we, uh, who knows? Um, we usually end with a quote. TJ, do you have one off the top of your head you want to give? Or I, I'm okay with letting it end without a quote. Oh, I, I, and it I can't be Uncle Ben. That no gum, that gum. I was about to use Uncle Ben, and Billy's back. No, Uncle Ben's uh, played out. That gum, because I had one earlier and I forgot what it was. And so I was going to use... Was it Bane? Were you going to do the Bane impression? Yes. No, I'm not going to do the Bane impression. Um, but I will say that... Uh, wait. Yes, I will do the Bane impression. So I'm putting my hand there over my go. face. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. There you go. There it is. 
No one knew who I was before I put on the mask. That's it. It's perfect. Beautiful. It's perfect. TJ, thank you so much uh, for coming. I I appreciate it. Uh, it was fun. We'll have to have you on again, especially when Age of Ultron comes out. Maybe we could do like a uh, uh, you know, like a review or something like that. Cool beans. I'm, 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 I'm down. I like it. It's a fresh perspective. Uh, some basketball insight. Um, we didn't even get to play our three-on-three basketball. Uh, you know who would win in their primes. Oh, so, so we I'm still have that game that. to play so next time. Two. So I'm a, I'm at least back twice. At least. <laughs> cool beans. So thanks for listening, guys, and uh, and we'll catch you guys uh, next week. Alrighty, guys. See you next week.